to the dre says podcast we are on episode number 25 episode 25 um so surprised that we made it this far but we made it to episode 25 and back to my 2021 regularly scheduled program last week i did a solo one this week we are going to have a special guest a special guest uh, i have my really good friend Kristen harley with me say hello Hi, everybody. <laughs> Thanks for having me, Dre. No problem. No problem. Thanks for coming on. You are like a few special group that have been on the show because I haven't had a lot of people on here. I've been doing a lot of solo ones. Um, but you are a special individual, so I wanted to have you on the show. Um, Kristen is a teacher. I feel like I'm in school right now, to be honest. I have <laughs> to like watch how I speak. I have to like make sure I focus and pay attention. No nodding off halfway through this. Um, no, but Kristen is a teacher. What what year or what grade do you teach? So I teach second grade currently. Okay. I am um, in West Rondequate. In West Rondequate. So if you guys aren't from the Rochester area, um, that is a suburb of uh, Rochester, New York. Um, and you teach second grade. I remember, so I remember when the pandemic started, you were posting videos. And this is before like, yeah. you, this is before you were even like back to school. You were just putting videos out for like your students and other kids, right? Uh, so yeah, I kind of became a YouTube star. That's kind of the joke. Um, yeah. I didn't know how else to get instruction to my kids that was good um, and also flexible for when they could see it because, you know, it was kind of a crazy, uh, we weren't ready for that time. So yeah, I um, paid Cooper, one of my kiddos, to be my videographer. <laughs> so he would videotape me and we would post it to YouTube. Uh, and Charlton would often share it on Facebook because I guess he was really proud of me. I'm like, that's not my audience. But, but that's why I was sharing people, it. I know. But um, a lot of people were able to use it. So I am grateful for that. I'm right. not the biggest tech person, but I was never been so more grateful for tech in my life than I was for those three months because it helped me stay connected with my kiddos. Yeah, you were like one of the few people I was reposting because I have I have a yeah. lot of friends that are teachers. Um, I had a, a friend who was a gym teacher and she was posting like workouts with her kids that you could yeah. do at home. And this is all before they were asking teachers to do this stuff. You guys were just taking it upon yourself to do. And I thought that was amazing because I'll be honest, back when I was in school, we didn't have all this stuff. So there, if we would have right. been stuck in a pandemic then, like, what would we have done? We'd, we'd have just been stuck. There would have been no lesson plans. There would have been nobody to teach us. And for you to to essentially make sure your kids um, and other kids had, like, lessons that they could keep up on was, was pretty awesome to me. I thought that was amazing. Well, thank you. It's always about kids. <laughs> right. And you mentioned your husband, Charlton. We're not going to talk too much about him because I'm trying to be on my best behavior today. Um, but I met Charlton when I was 18 years old and essentially the same time around when I met you. Um, yeah. Not me being 38. We're talking 20 years later. Um, you mentioned Charlton shared it on Facebook because he was very proud of you. Charlton is also a very big TikTok star. He is. <laughs> I think he's at a couple million now, right? Uh, I don't know if it's a couple of million. I think it's just like 1.1 million. 1.1 <laughs> million. Just, um, right? Right, just 1.1 million. So when he when he started sharing your stuff, did you feel a little weird? Like, well, this I know everybody's going to be looking at his stuff. Um, 
sharing my videos. Not, yeah. I'm not one that loves to be on camera, um, but it's for the greater good, right? Yeah. Uh, I know I had, I had joined um, a teacher page on Facebook of people that were just looking for suggestions and help. Cause you know, we, this is not, a, that was not anything we were prepared for by any means, nor we were trained to teach via technology. Right. Um, and I remember one woman saying, oh my gosh, my husband is sick with COVID. He teaches second grade and I'm also a teacher and I don't know what to do. And I'm like, well, here's my YouTube channel. There's some lessons, feel free to use yeah. them. Just cause it was like, we had to come together and just right. help each other out because essentially again teaching for me anyways is always about my students and I will do whatever I can to help move them forward but yeah I mean it was uncharted territories I'm sure that's a very overused phrase for the past year but I don't know how else you say it it really was uncharted territory so everything, everything together. Is new. yeah everything is new nowadays and it's and I would have thought by like 2021 I would be very used to this and I'm still not. There's still like, it's hard. It's still there's still days where like I hop out of the car and get ready to go on to work, and I'm like, oh, forgot the mask, and gotta go back to the car and grab a mask, or like, yeah. just being in a store and like I'll be looking down at my phone and go to walk into line and not realize that I literally just walked right behind someone. I'm like, oh, let me let me back up for a minute. So like, this is yeah. very different. And I know, like, I'm not sure how much second graders are are getting into like uh, school and stuff like that. I know. They're doing a lot more than we ever did in second grade, but to to have to to have to concentrate at home when you don't have a teacher in front of you, like any of my teachers would tell you that they had to constantly grab my attention, like, hey, Andre, Andre, like, so I couldn't imagine having to sit at home in front of a computer and try to to grasp these things. It's it's hard, you know. I we have three kids that are school age, so last year we were. We, I, we had a sixth grader last year, an eighth grader and a 10th grader. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm really pretty good at teacher, but oh my gosh, don't go past third grade math for me. I was like, CJ, can you all know that this sixth grade math? Because <laughs> I, it's not what I'm skilled at, right? I know what I need to know extremely well. And I'm like, that right. I don't use every day. So I'm not sure what to do. Um, but yeah, it's just, it is hard. It was hard for them. I think it was hard on the parents because we were all thrown into this really just out of the blue. No one was expecting that to happen. And I think when it did happen, we really thought it was going to be for four to six weeks. Like I left my classroom with stuff. Like I brought my chart paper and my markers and right. some of my manuals. I was like, uh, I need to get back in there. Like, I got to get more stuff. Not yeah, I was like, okay, and a, friend, a few friends and I had like a countdown, we're like, or count up, I guess, we're like, okay, almost, and then we're like, oh my god, we're on week 10, and then, you know, just a few months ago, someone's like, do you remember when we really thought it was all going to be done in six weeks, and here we are a year later, and we're still dealing with the effects of COVID? Right, right, so. and I, like, I was just, I was just talking about it, actually, in the last episode that I had, um, just about, I like my alone time, and it, and it kind of scared me how much I enjoyed it, because I was home for six months, I was at home for six, right, and I wasn't, I wasn't technically, like, I was working, but not, like, my day job, I was doing all the fly deaf stuff, I started right. this podcast, um, but six months, and I was okay, so I was like, okay, something's not right, but besides that, it was, it was kind of weird that, like, it flew by so quickly, and it, and it's how, and it, how awkward it was once I did get back around, you know, the general public, and, like, there's still a fear there, like, when I still, when I, I could be in a store and there'll be like 20 people in there, even if they have masks. I'm like, yo, that's a lot of people in here. Like, this is different. Like, so I can't, I can't imagine putting all of those kids back in the building. Like when it happens, how awkward that's going to be. And, and 
who's to say when it's a safe time to do so? You know what I mean? Right. Well, I think that's where, you know, we have to rely on the science. Um, And I think one of the best analogies I can say, honestly, is was shared with me by a friend of mine. And she said, you know, we're all in the same storm. We're on really different ships. And I was like, that is the best analogy I've heard. Because, you know, some people are honest to God living the life because they have the resources to pay for what they need to pay or the support people in place. Most of us, I think, are on a ship and we are we have some smooth sailing days and there's days where we're rough in it and then there are people that are just in that lifeboat holding on for dear life just trying to keep their head above water and i get that and i think with everything going on we just have to remember that what the the path i'm walking looks probably very different than the person walking walking next to me um so yeah i think there is still a lot of fear but i also think there's also a lot of hope um I think we've made a lot of growth and I think it's hard to sometimes always see the positives, but I think, I know for us, we've tried to reflect a lot on the positives. You know, we did hikes once a week, which my kids at first didn't really love, but I think they realized that that was something I really needed. Right. And we had way more family time. I think my kiddos last year was like, mom, we never sat down for dinner every night at this time because we're always busy, you know? Right. So a lot of positives have come out of it, but I do think you're right. It's been over a year. I think people are tired. You know, but there are people just traveling this course and navigating it very differently. So, right, exactly. So you, you're a teacher, a mom of six. Did not give birth to all of them, but yes, right. mom of six. You are a mom of six. You are a genuine mom of six. Um, and you're married to Charlton. We're not even going to do that. <laughs> well, that's why I say I'm a mom of eight. <laughs> right. I love you, honey. But you know... We joke that he counts right. twice. That oh, is yeah, a little for joke sure. Family. <laughs> and then, so on top of that, like, so I always joke, and I, I've told Charlie to come to you, like, he's grateful. He should be very grateful to have yeah. you. You're kind of a superwoman here, so. Well, it goes both ways. <laughs> a teacher, a mom of six, married to Charlton, um, and then your next endeavor is you are running as a candidate for the school board in Penfield, right? I am. Are you excited about this? I am. I really am. I have to be really honest. Like, this is happening sooner than I planned. Um, my original plan was to run in six years when my kids were out of school. You know, I have way more time on my hands, right? <laughs> um, and I was just driving to work one day. It was like a voice was talking to me. I know some people think that's weird, but it's like, why are you waiting? I was like, why am I waiting till my kids are done? Like right now I have six kids, or excuse me, three kids in the district that are still part of that student body. And we have three that are alumni and I have a pulse on what's going on. Um, I know, you know, what our community is like. I'm a pretty involved parent. Um, I would like to think that we have formed some really great relationships over the years. A lot have been because of our children and things they have been involved in. Um, so I picked up the phone and called Charlton on the way to work. I'm like, I have a thought and I need you to think about this. And he's like, I think that's brilliant. You should do it. I'm like, okay, we need to have a little bit longer than a 10 second conversation about this while I'm driving to work. Right. And, um, I immediately went to work that day and I Facebooked a couple of my friends. Like, does anyone know when, if you want to run from board, when those are due? And people are like, oh, I totally vote for you. I'm like, oh, hold on. You know, haven't made a decision. I was just trying to think if it was even a possibility. It just kind of popped, you know, sort of popped in my head sort of this right. morning. And, uh, so of course I, I love my friends. I have a huge support network and they've been great. And I can't thank them enough for that. And uh, 
it pushed me like that afternoon. I immediately connected with an Arondequate board member and I, who I've known forever. I taught her daughter and said, can you kind of give me the lowdown? I really want to, I'm thinking about this and I kind of want to know more. And then I spoke with, I have a friend um, in the, on the board in Webster and I spoke to that person. And then I called my brother, my brother's a politician. So I'm like, can you tell me a little bit like running? I know it's not political office, but you know, tell me what your thoughts are. And um, I talked to him and he connected me um, with someone from Elmira school board and right. just to, trying to really do my research because I didn't want to bite off more than I could chew. Being a mom of six, I have realized sometimes I have a hard time saying you no know, and I'm like, whoa, back up. So if I'm going to do this, I want to make sure that I'm 100% in um, right. because the kids deserve that. Like that's the honest truth. They deserve it. So after, you know, I went to the district office, I got the folder and I looked at things and I was like, I think I'm, I'm going to do this. You know, I talked to my husband he was so supportive. Um, he's like, no, for the greater good, there's always collateral damage. I'm like, you understand our collateral damage is probably going to be our family. And he's like, Kristen, you know, this is something you've talked about. Why not do it while your kids can see you modeling, yeah. having a voice in your community and giving back and while they can, maybe can have an impact on some of the things you're doing. And so then I, of course, pulled my kids aside because I, like I said, we have a seventh grader and a ninth grader and 11th grader. I'm like, I need your thoughts. And I want you to be honest. Like, how do you feel about this? And to be honest, they didn't really all know what the board was. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, and yeah. I, I could understand because at that age, I wouldn't know either. But you, you <laughs> I don't think shy from being honest with you anyway. So that kind of worked right. easier. <laughs> Yeah, so they didn't really know. They're, one of them was like, are you going to make more money? I'm like, no, it's kind of voluntary. <laughs> You're going to probably see a little less of me, and right. you might we might be freezing some dinners and making them ahead of time, but I just want you to be comfortable with, if I do this and I run and I the people choose to vote me in, like this could impact you because you're in the schools and I just want you to know that. And they're like, mom, do what you want. Like, if this is what you want to do, you do it. So Being very supportive. Here I am right. running for the board. I've got yard signs. It's a little surreal, but it's, uh, it's, it's a little weird. <laughs> if you come to my front yard, you'll see it. I'm like, this is really weird. But um, do you yeah, think, do you I think am. being a teacher, how long have you been a teacher now? So 20 years. Right. So 20 years you've been a teacher. Do you think that's going to impact um, you as a member on the board, do you think that's going to be a positive impact? Is it going to make it easier for you? Yes, I do. Because, you know, I've been a New York State public school teacher for 20 years. So I know New York State's expectations. Um, I have as a teacher, I work with a variety of parents. Um, I work with administrators. Um, I work with other teachers. Um, and I, I think that role is really crucial to a board member. I think um, having someone with an educational background is huge. Um, I do think having elementary experience is really big. I think sometimes we get forgotten about at the little grades because right. we think about, hey, this is the next step. We need to get this this many percentage graduating high school and blah, blah, blah. Um, but can't get there without us, right? You know, we lay the foundational work. And I think it's important to have that perspective. Um, I think I all think teachers... I think all teachers matter because essentially kids spend more time with you guys during the day, especially at the younger ages, because they're hopefully going to bed a lot sooner than the older kids. <laughs> right. Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah. So like they're spending most of their day with you while their parents are working or, you know, I mean, handling business 
at home or at work. So of course you guys are important. I actually think the, the lower grade teachers are more important because once kids get to high school, they kind of have, you know, their mindset on what they're going to do and how they're going to be in life. So there's still some molding there, but you guys are like the foundation of it. Yeah, I think we definitely laid the um, foundational skills, but I wouldn't um, dismiss any teacher's role um, because I look at my own kids and I think in any field or any profession, anything you do in life, it's about relationships. So I'm always grateful for the relationships that my kids have formed with their teachers, because without that, how do you move forward? Like, how do you really learn if you don't have a relationship? So, um, yeah, I mean, I think it's all important, but I do think sometimes we get forgot about. <laughs> so what do you think, okay, with you with you trying to get elected, if you do get elected, what do you think like the biggest challenges are going to be, especially in, in that area? Well, I think honestly, the biggest challenge right now is just we kind of have some division in our community. And I think a lot of it has to do with the pandemic, honestly. Right. Um, it's been a long year. People are tired. Um, like I said earlier, we're navigating this very differently. Um, and I think we, we talk about being Penfield strong. And I think that's important for us to remember is that we need to work together as a team to do what's best for everybody. So I, I think it's just really bringing our community together. So people walk away saying, I'm really proud to live in Penfield. I'm proud to be part of this community. Um, I think right now that's probably our biggest barrier is just really drawing people closer together. So with, and you know, you get there. With that divide, you hmm? see that divide is around the pandemic, right? I think so. I Well, I'm sure there's many reasons. I'm not going to assume what everyone's divide is i do think that the pandemic has created it because like i said earlier like some people are holding on to that lifeboat for dear life and right they are just they're tired and we don't know what everyone else is facing uh we've been you know we've had some rough days don't get me wrong there were days in the last spring where i was like oh my god if i make it to the end of the year it's going to be a minor miracle because i was teaching my 20 some second graders and also working with my at the time sixth grader eighth grader and 10th grader and you know there's only so much that everyone can do and sometimes I would get to Thursday I'm like oh my god okay we need to be done right right right, right. Um, but you couldn't be done like you no. still had another day to get through and you would do whatever you could on the weekend to kind of recharge and start all over again so I do think that's part of where some of the division has come um but I think Go ahead. Sorry. With that, no, with that, like, how do you feel about, because you're saying it's a lot of work. How do you feel about, like, the possibilities of them opening schools again? Well, so there's many sides to that. Okay. <laughs> and that's a huge question right now, right? So as a teacher, I want my kids back in school. I really want them all in one room. Uh, I want them face to face with me. I want things to be quote as normal as they can be so I can teach the way that I work know works really well. Uh, as a parent, I really would love my kids to be back, but honestly, some of them have they all have different comfort levels. Right. Even in my own family, their comfort levels are different. And that just um, reminds me all the time that what's really good for me may not be good for my neighbor. Um, it may not be good for, 
you know, my neighbor down the road or people on the other side of town. So yes, I really want my kids back in school. Um, yes, I want schools to fully reopen. I think Penfield's fortunate in that our K-5 kiddos can go back starting, they're going back starting Monday, okay. uh, five days a week because the state uh, just changed the guidelines for K-5. The hard part, I think, for families of 712 kids is then they haven't changed those guidelines. We are still required to be six feet apart at the 712 level. And I think that sends confusing messages to families because it doesn't make sense in their eyes why K-5 can go back versus 712. Uh, And I get that. Like, I'm frustrated, too. Um, Is K-5 less vulnerable? Is that what the state's saying, essentially? That's my understanding. So K-5 can be back with only three feet social distancing, where 712 is still six feet social distancing. Um, So that's the big, like my kids are all, West Veronica, it's a little different. So we, I've had my kids four days a week, but it looks different in every grade level in every building. And West Rondequoit is extremely small compared, compared, excuse me, to Penfield. But we have neighborhood schools. So we have six elementary buildings in West Rondequoit. Wow. And Penfield only has four. And our elementary buildings are K-3 and Penfield's K-5. So that in of itself um, puts West Rondequoit at a big advantage. Like K-3 being neighborhood- K-5, you mean kindergarten to third grade, kindergarten to fifth grade? Yeah. Just for my non-teacher people out here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm trying to catch yeah. up to Okay. Yeah. So that's, that's a big difference. Like that's a huge factor that played in our ability to do four days a week. Um, so my kids are split between two rooms. So they have me part of the time. And then the, when I can't be there, they have our, a teacher assistant that's assigned to me. So oh, really? it looks Okay. Yeah. So in where Penfield K-5 has been, up until Monday, Monday they get to go back. They have been two days a week in person. And then the other two days, well, the other three days, I believe Wednesday is asynchronous, which is the new educational word, synchronous and asynchronous, um, which means it's not live instruction. I explain, because I had no idea what that was. Because you're not, in, I know, I just yeah, I'm like, mm. I'm like, oh, Zoom needs to go and asynchronous and synchronous needs to go. Those three Okay, so just- what are those really quickly? Asynchronous is what? So asynchronous is when instruction is not live. So it's where you're assigning things via Schoology, Teams, Seesaw, whatever your platform is that your school district is using. Okay. And then synchronous is live instruction. So it might be your teacher's no Zooming. Idea. Yeah, Zooming, like in doing a Zoom. Yeah. Or it could be uh, Teams has, um, it's not called Zoom. I can't think of the name because I should know because my kiddos use it, but um, it's similar. It's basically what we're doing, but through Microsoft Teams. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna so. Oh, it's called WebEx. Is that the way you're looking yeah. for? Through Microsoft uh, Teams. Yeah, it should be WebEx. We use it. Well, it's Microsoft Teams is an account that the kids in Penfield, at least at the middle school up level, have. Okay. I'm not sure. I'm be really frank. I do not know what the little kids have. Young. I shouldn't say little. Younger children have used. I'm gonna use terminologies with my niece and nephew and blow their minds. They're not gonna. They're gonna be like, "How did Uncle Andre know those words?" I'm gonna use them. Watch. Well, I don't know if your your niece and nephew are gonna know synchronous and asynchronous. They, they should. They're uh, they're they're eleven, eleven and fifteen, about to be sixteen, and they're and they're hundred percent. They're hundred percent at home too. My sister is not allowing them to go back to school. Her and her husband are 
they're I mean they they both have MBAs and like my sister works from home um for the government so she's like nope I'm here they don't need to go back yet but she's very um how do I say that she's not a hypochondriac but she's she's terrified of corona she like, has fear yeah, yeah. Sure. that's okay that's they're her kids so of course she does right. you know yeah um and even like even to the point where like I don't I don't push that fear in her so I I stay as way as much as possible. I just FaceTime. And if I have to drop something off, I'll just run by really quick and drop it off. Yeah. But yeah. So if, okay. So, so are you for them going back to school? I know you want to, as, as a mom and as a teacher, you want them to go back to school, but you, you want it to be safe first, essentially. Right. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. I mean, cause I know there's a lot of I people that are pushing for it to open back up before it should essentially. There are, and well, and one of the things I think we need to keep in mind is, 712 can open until New York State alters their guidelines. Right. So we're a public school, so we're governed by New York State. And I don't know if everyone truly understands that. Like, I get that because I'm an educator. Um, but if we were to return at any grade level, I do not. It's my understanding there is not a single school in our county returning because our <clears throat> infections rate is too high for us to return. We're in a red zone in New York in our county so because of that we can't return until that decreases and what's so the, what's the penalty on that i would assume it would be state funding gotcha so we just yeah. want to we just want to hold off until they're okay with us returning to school so i think your taxpayers probably do but i yeah. think uh, but but there's so many stakeholders in this and you have to think about everybody which is hard to do because we're not going to please everybody what's like what's right for me is not right for the person down the road but i mean we have stakeholders that are on a fixed income you know we have stakeholders that have lost their job and are just trying to get by i know in our community alone we have a food shelf and we just did a donation drive for cooper for confirmation and they told us that our in our community we have 150 families using that food shelf every single week and that was mind-boggling to me, like just right. mind-boggling to me. And I was like, wow. And I was like, you probably should be doing this more often, right? I mean, right. I figured it had gone up, but I'll be honest, like I didn't realize it was that high. It was really eye-opening for me. So do you think do you think with the some people wanting the school to be open, someone do you think there's any tension between the board and the community at this point? Oh yeah, I think there's tension. Oh. I think saying there isn't would be um being dishonest there's right. definitely um i get it <laughs> yeah. but i like i said earlier like i i just i don't know i believe in working together and i think we really need to do that i think as hard as it is some days we just need to really work together with each other keep you know have our goals what do we need to do to make them happen is there other things we can be doing as a school district to get them back sooner um you know, if our, if our infections rate is that high, maybe we, not everybody, but some people, maybe we need to look at our behaviors. Are we being part of the problem? I don't know. There's just so many factors to this that it's hard. It's really hard. Um, and I just think as a board member, the biggest thing that we need to remember is we're representing everybody. Like it's everybody, right. you know, we're representing that family in the yacht. We're representing that family in the rep regular ship and the ones in the lifeboat and we have to really be empathetic for what people are going through and keep that in the back of our head at all times 
That's, that now I don't think there's a better way to say that. I'm gonna be honest with you. That was that's one of that's like feels like one of my lines when I end my side my segments. That was that was, but it was the truth though. It's 100 percent the truth. Like a community. That's the thing. Like I think people forget like the value of actual community in the world. Like especially like I live in the, the art district in our city of Rochester. So mm -hmm. like there's not a community real, like a real community presence. There is when we need to band together to take care of something, there's always a community presence. But like on a day to day, there's not a huge community presence because everyone down here is, you know, mid to late twenties, thirties, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. They don't have families when they're living down here that much. Like it's just a bunch of single people or like younger <laughs> couples. Or younger couples, to be honest, right. in this area. So you guys, have, you guys have the ability to have like a communal feeling. Um, so like if there, since there's some somewhat of a tension there, like I think that would be like a very a very big thing to focus in on. Like if if everyone who is in Pinfield is watching this right now, if you guys could come together as a community, I think you would strive so much better. Like. And not saying that it's bad. I mean, Penfield is a very nice town, a very nice yeah. community. But I think during family. all this crazy stuff that's going on in the world, I think banding together as a community would be like the best thing possible. Yeah, we're stronger together, right? Correct, a hundred percent. Okay, so before we go, three. What are your top three things, if elected, that you want to focus on? Top three, I think first is going to be relationships. I think um, I need to make sure that I have relationships with all stakeholders. I need to make sure that people are comfortable coming to me. I need to make sure that I'm hearing everybody and I'm able to put myself in their shoes and understand their side. I may not always agree with it, but I think I need to make sure I understand it. Right. Um, I need to remember that, like I said earlier, what's right for me may not be right for the right other person. Um, I think transparency, I think people are really craving that right now. And I know it's been really hard because anyone that's in education, especially in New York right now, we know like the messages, they've been so inconsistent and one week we have this and then the next week the guideline is changing. So that's very overwhelming to people. And I think one of the biggest things in any profession, any field that you can do, it's communication. I really think we need strong communication. Um, I know as a teacher, I've been able to figure out a lot because I'm pretty resourceful. And I know if I can't find it this place for our district, I can find it that other place. Right. Um, I know as a professional, if things aren't communicated to me clearly, it really creates a lot of anxiety for me at times because I'm a planner. Like I need to know what's coming. And if your communication isn't clear and I don't know what's coming, it just throws me off. Uh, and I think given that we're in a pandemic, parents really need that. They need very clear communication. And the communication can honestly be, we don't know yet. I think right. that's okay. And even just sharing that to um, all of our stakeholders, um, maybe in a uniform plat uniform platform yeah. um, because I know they're in multiple places, but if you don't necessarily access that spot, then maybe you missed it. Um, Complicity so, and communication are always key. Yeah. So I guess those would be my three. Okay. Yes. Well, that makes sense. Well, when is, so everybody knows when are, when are they voting? When do we vote here? In New York State, it is May 18th. So regardless of who you vote for, please go vote. May 18th. Please go May vote. May 18th. 
all over New York State. If you're people, a registered people forget voter, about these. people forget about these smaller elections. Local. Right, local elections. Like we, I um, I just I just did uh, a while back. I did a photo shoot with um, Summer Burke, who people had no idea who she was that I knew. My people that are that I know didn't know who she was, and I was explaining to them. I'm like read up on your local politicians. Like you need these things. Um, people who live in your community, you should definitely be voting for your school board. Cause these are the people that essentially have like the plans for your children. You know what I mean? Um, so yes, everything starts at the state level, but home and community are very key. So May, what date again? May, Tuesday, May 18th. Tuesday, so May go 18th. Vote. Go vote. I don't care who you vote for. Well, Vote Listen, for me and I care. But even if you don't support yeah. me, I'm I'm okay with that. I just really want people to vote. Like I think we have people that have worked really hard for us to get this right, right, and use it, take advantage of it, and let your voice be heard. So May 18th it is. May 18th. I don't care if you don't want to vote for her. If you're my friend and you're voting for Penfield, make sure you vote for Kristen. Um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being on my podcast. This is awesome. Um, thanks for having me. It, it didn't feel so much like school, but it did feel kind of like school. I appreciate it. It gave me flashbacks. Well, you know I would have corrected your grammar, right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but guys, uh, thanks for watching again. Please stay tuned. Like and subscribe as always. And I'll see you later. Bye, Dre. Thanks. All right. Day after day, I must face a world of strangers Where I don't belong, I'm not that strong